Hey, Matt here, and welcome to the Gringo Guava Podcast, where I talk about what it's like to be a perpetual foreigner. I'm a 23-year-old college student wanting to go to as many places as possible with the perspective of an outsider looking to learn. Right now, I'm in Thailand for the next couple of months with BYU, working on research on democratization theory. Hey guys, so today we're going to be catching up on the last couple of weeks. We're going to be doing three weeks ago when we went to a YSA conference, and two weeks ago when we had Dr. Hawkins in town and did a bunch of stuff with him. And then last week, basically, not a lot happened. So hopefully after this one, we'll be able to catch up, and next week we'll have an episode about my time in Cambodia and Vietnam. Let's get going. We had a great opportunity here in Thailand to be able to go to a YSA conference with people from Chiang Mai and people from Burma. So it was so cool to be able to go to a bi-national conference, meet people from a ton of places. The first night, we actually left at, like, I think... 11, 11.30 at night, and then we just like went through the night. So I got there early, I got to the church at like 9 o'clock, chilled in my hammock in the parking lot basically until we left, got on the bus. I was hoping to be able to find somewhere to like anchor my hammock and sleep on the bus, but I wasn't able to. The only option was really just these chairs that they had, and as soon as I like put any weight on it, like the chairs were adjustable, so they just like moved, and I was like, ah, I don't want to really like break anything. So I just got my neck polo, my eye shades, and earplugs, and just boom, hit it, went straight through the night sleeping. But because it wasn't like a super long bus ride, I think it was only like six hours, when we got there, I was just dead. I was so, so tired, and our rooms weren't ready. We were staying in this place where I understand it because no one, the other people don't have the resources to get like a super nice place, but there was like roaches in our room. And while we were waiting for them to get our rooms ready, you know, I hadn't showered. I was feeling super tired. And we were just hanging out in this room, trying to meet each other. And they're making us play, like, getting-to-know-you games. Most of which involved getting, like, really, really close to people. Like, absurdly close. So we played a game where they put down this plastic tarp. And we all had to stand on it. And it was, like, pretty squished. And then they divided it in half. And then we all had to stand on it again. But then, like, we saw that we could get even closer. And then we just kept doing that to the point where... It was maybe like three feet by three feet and I'm standing in the middle with like ton, like five people around me and then there's people that are like on my shoulders and like I'm just like so tired and so I was just done with it. I felt way bad but I was and then there wasn't even anywhere to sit in this like room that we were playing this stuff in. For whatever reason the whole conference whenever we were having like a devotional or speaker we were all just sitting on the floor and it wasn't like mats. It was just like hard tile so I was kind of tired. I don't want to whine about it though. I did get through that morning, I was able to sh- eat and shower, and then we had some spiritual time. It was so cool to be able to sing I Am a Child of God, because people sing it in Burmese, Thai, and English, and I got some audio of that. We had just some spiritual talks and stuff, which were super great. That night we had a cultural performances though, which was probably my favorite part of that day. So the Thai people did like a Thai dance and then a few other people like performed the songs with the guitar. And then the Burmese people went so hard. Their dance, because Burma culturally is closer to India, it's actually like is more similar culturally to India than Thailand is. So the music was kind of like Bollywood music and the dancing was too and it was super fun. And then after that they had this guy 
who did like a, I don't know how to describe it. It reminded me of like a gesture routine or something where he had an umbrella and he was like dancing around. But it was so, so good. And they had tons of costumes and everything. And then it was our turn. And we actually only found out about this a couple of days before. And I was really proud of what we were able to like slam together. Um, we sang Homeward Bound, which was really kind of ironic because you know it's a song of, it's about missing home and wanting to go home. And I hadn't been missing home until we like sang that song, but it, it did make me go like, wow, like at a certain point, you know, adventure is going to be over and it's time to go home. And then we did the hoedown throwdown, old school, like mid 2000s line dancing. So much fun. I actually didn't know it beforehand, so it was way fun to learn it for this. And then after, it was only like eight or nine o'clock, but there weren't any more activities. So we just hooked up someone's phone to the speaker system and had this super fun, like spontaneous dance party. And so the day, even though it started out really hard, wound up being really fun. So day two, we had a great, amazing day. Woke up and we went to this national park and it was just beautiful. And we got to carry some trees and then plant them and then did all this trash cleanup. And it was so good to have like a service project that was meaningful, but also like I haven't done an environmental service project like that as much. So that was way cool. And then there was this waterfall that we hiked up that was, it wasn't like one of those, like, it was almost like a diagonal river, if you know what I'm saying. And so we hiked up this waterfall and then got to the top. And yeah, there was like these huge, massive fallen trees that we could like climb on. And it felt like something out of like a movie, like Avatar or something, so fun. And then after that, I thought we were going to go back and like, I don't know, do more spiritual stuff. But luckily, we got to go to this like big lake place and just swim around. They had a big rock that we could jump off of. So we did a little bit of rock jumping. It was funny because after seeing us do that, all the Thai kids and Burmese kids started doing it. And some of the Burmese kids couldn't swim. So they'd literally jump into the water from like 20 feet up. <laughs> And then they'd barely surface, and then, and then we'd help them get onto the tube, and it was crazy. Part of it was really shallow, and I did this thing, just reminded me of being back in the pool with my, like, sister, where I would, like, she'd, like, step on my foot and, like, launch her into the air. And we went back that night and had another awesome devotional with the mission presidency, had another dance that night. It was a little weird because some people started hitting on some people from our group, and we're not supposed to date, and we're not there to date. But people after the YSA conference were messaging like, I want to go to America. Can I marry you? And it was intense. Like, luckily not me because I was standoffish that first day, I think, because I was grumpy. So I guess it all like worked out in the end because I like avoided all that stuff. So I stayed up late that night. We were going to watch a movie. We, everyone was so tired. So we just watched an episode of Friends. Honestly, a little disappointed. I always thought it would be like way funnier, but it was just kind of like weird. It seems like one of the shows where you have to be like emotionally invested in anyone. Anyways, that aside... Woke up, I slept in the next day. I think I missed a morning activity. I'm not sure because I woke up right before we left. On the bus ride home, for whatever reason, we made like a ton of stops. It was only supposed to be like five hours, but it turned into like an eight-hour bus ride because we just would stop like every 30, 40 minutes, it felt like. The first two hours were fine, though. I was just editing my podcast, and then we stopped at this like Hamong market just like on the side of a road just like really really basic like no electricity no nothing and just bought some food and stuff that was cool and then when we got back on the bus the type people were doing karaoke and we were just so tired and they just did it for hours and hours and hours and we realized after about two and a half hours i think that they weren't gonna stop so then 
the last hour and a half, I think, I just, like, joined in and, like, was singing with them. And sometimes you got to do that. You know, you got to roll with the punches. But anyways, it was a super great YSA conference and a super great week. I had a ton of fun. Hey, Gringo Guavas. If you really enjoy this podcast, check out my Instagram page. It's at the Gringo Guava, just the name of my podcast. There I post pictures from my travels. I have fun stories about what I'm doing. And it's also a great way to be able to interact with me and the podcast. So check that out. So the next week, our professor had gone home because his daughter was graduating high school. And we had another professor came, Dr. Hawkins. And the first couple of days, we had a bunch of schoolwork to do. and But then after that, we were supposed to kind of start like interviewing people for our projects and start doing like some other work. But he was like, guys, there's this hike I was going to do on Wednesday. And then I was going to go to this other national park on Thursday. And then so we wound up actually like kind of just doing a bunch of excursions that week with Dr. Hawkins because he's like a major like outdoorsy guy. Several people said like, Matt, like Dr. Hawkins is literally you in like 30, 40 years. And it's like. Kind of true, I feel like, because we have, like, a lot of the same interests. We even have, like, the same style. It's just, like, really sad for me, but it was way fun with him. That first day, we went to the Monk Trail. We hiked off up it. I have some audio from that. So we're here at the top of the Monk's Trail, and there's a little meditation spot with a meditation instruction that says to all who aim to visit and pray at this holy place firstly one must learn how to hold your breath as the part of this making merit secondly open your vision as far as your imagination open your mind and breathe softly with your mind calmly at ease thirdly do concentrate to deliver love compassion and willingness to all living creatures which live in this vicinity to your loved ones for everlasting happiness and harmony last but not least Pray for yourself by closing your eyes slowly and open your heart and mind to accept power of the nature. This would take one minute. Finally, open your eyes slowly and send your love, compassion, and willingness to, to your loved ones simultaneously with the bell strike three times. And I just rang the bell and it feels good to be on top of here. You can see the whole city. There's a bunch of little meditation spots. And after the hike, kind of you're feeling that burn, feeling tired, but it feels good to just take a little break. Um, meditate for a sec yeah it's also kind of funny to be here in this really natural setting really peaceful and someone's working on uh, with like a chainsaw working on something um, working on the bridge and at first you're like oh please stop this then you think about it and you're like oh they're like we're gonna keep this place nice and it's just interesting the like interplay of how to keep somewhere so beautiful and peaceful sometimes you do need noise and chaos it was just cool because instead of just driving up to a place or driving to a place, we like hiked up to it and then it was built not on top of the mountain, but kind of on the side of the mountain. So like you'd walk up and down stairs a lot to get to like different parts of this temple where there were all these monks. We had a great view of the city. One really funny thing that happened was my friend and I, Megan, we were looking up at this like shelter or like a temple and there's a peacock on top of it and we're like and then we were like look at that peacock and then the peahen came and we're like oh dude is he gonna like spread his wings because like the females here we hope so and then she flew off kind of like like went around and then she was like behind us and so when the peacock flew to chase her he flew like directly at us like we had to like jump aside it was so scary i didn't realize that peacocks are like flipping massive and when they're flying at you it's so scary um but I had a great time. Some people in my group started to feel like kind of templed out, but I just, I feel like every temple is different and I love it so much. And then the next day we went to this really cool mountain. 
So we're here at Doi In Tanan National Park, the highest mountain in Thailand. Currently sitting pretty at 2,567.3341 meters above sea level. Pretty awesome. And it's amazing up here because it's not a thousand flipping degrees. It's like in the mid 50s. Whipped out my fleece. So nice, super green. We just rode a car all the way up there this time, luckily. And then we went to this temple that was unprecedented in scale. It was so, so big. And like everything, all the floors around it were granite floors and there weren't any like monks or anything there. I don't know if this place was just built for tourists, but it had a bunch of like Buddhist stuff. Like it had these murals of like the life of the Buddha. And it felt like this random monument up on this mountain and it was, it was pretty cool though, like they had an escalator that you would ride that was like covered because the stairs up to the mountain were so long but everything was in like super fine polished granite. They had like the most beautiful little like manicured garden there that was like looked like something out of Alice in Wonderland. After that we went on this hike, um, so we started at the top and then we hiked down so we hiked through like all these different like waterfalls. So now we're on this hike more towards the bottom of the mountain. Um, we're at the first of three waterfalls. It's really cool this one because we're coming out on the top of the waterfall so you can see kind of the river, you know, cuts a path through the jungle and you can look out and just see so much. And it's so cool and dip your feet in the top of the waterfall, nice and cooling. And yeah, it's just beautiful. Feels like we're in a ad for Alaska and there should be a bear like catching a flying salmon out of the water. So now we're at the second of three waterfalls and I don't even know if you guys can hear me because we're at the bottom and it's probably, I don't know, like 60 feet. It's like at the top it's only like 10 feet wide but by the bottom it's like 90 feet wide. I don't know, it's big and it's just pouring and pouring and pouring water and it's so loud but it's so cool because there's so much mist. It's like making rainbows everywhere. It's just gorgeous. And then after that we went and visited another waterfall. And when I was climbing that one, it started, I could hear thunder. And I realized that the way I had climbed, if it was even like like a tiny bit of rain, I wouldn't be able to like get back down because the water was too thick. So I just started like running. And it was funny because when I got to the waterfall, I like walked like way down the river to a point where I could like jump across all these walks and then like walk back like up. Probably like, that was probably like half a mile. And then on the way back, I just like, threw my bag <laughs> to my friends on the other side and then just like waded through it like chest deep, um, just forded it. And I was like, why did I even like do it the first time like walking around? So if you're at a waterfall, just go through the river. Don't like hike and like try and get dry because you're probably just gonna have to ford on your way back. So after the waterfall hike, my cousin Sarah who lives in Myanmar came so she could just do a little hop, skip, and a jump over and hang out. And so we just walked around the old city and had some really good food. And it was fun to be with someone that like hasn't been in Thailand. And I was able to order and buy stuff just speaking Thai. And she's like, wow, your Thai is so good. And honestly, I realized that it, it was getting really good, you know? I felt so happy that I was able to like order food, buy a t-shirt, kind of just ask people how they were, have a little bit of like, I still wouldn't even say I have like a conversational level of Thai, but it was so fun to be able to like kind of show that off 
with someone that's not on the program also like going to like Thai classes and stuff. Yeah, we just went and got a foot massage that night because I was so, so tired of hiking. And then she came on the elephant sanctuary the next day, which was such a fun thing. This is one of the favorite things that I've done in Thailand because the elephants, being with the elephants is just so peaceful. I've never felt so much peace with an animal. Just coming, being able to come up to it and like put my arms around it and feel small and just put my face up to its body and hear it breathing. And they're just so peaceful. The first ones that we interacted with was a mom and its baby. And the baby was just like so little and mischievous and just like popping around, like kind of was like almost stepping on people. But it was so fun. And then we went and we prepared food for the elephants and we got to feed them. So we're at the elephant sanctuary now. And the elephant is feeding the, eating the bamboo that I gave it. Listen to it chew. And it was so weird because it was fun to like feed them where they like grab it in their trunk and then like put it in but sometimes it went like straight straight for the mouth and you could feel like the inside of their mouth and like their massive tongue is so slimy but so cool and then we had elephant kisses and they're just like Mwah! and just suck on your face and it was you know the most action i'm gonna get here because we can't date on this program yeah we just went on a hike with them followed them and then we had lunch overlooking this waterfall went down to the waterfall um we got to hang out in this like big waterfall kind of pull at the bottom for a bit before the elephants came and just soaking them and it was just so amazing and so so fun um there's a huge downpour on the way back and then it was funny because we got back and everyone was like so tired and there's another BYU program here called Pete and they're like hey we're gonna like go to a pool we want to like hang out with you guys and meet you guys and everyone's like dude we did an elephant sanctuary today we're exhausted okay we're just gonna go home so I went um with just like two other people and when I got there, I was talking to them, and they're like, yeah, like, what'd you guys do today? And they're like, we went to an elephant sanctuary. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys literally did, like, and I talked to them, and they did all the same stuff as us, just in a different place. And I was like, it was so weird how people are like, we're so exhausted, we did this thing. And then other people are like, yeah, they had done the same thing. So don't ever feel bad if you are wanting to, like, keep going. Sometimes when you're, like, a big group, you gotta just keep plowing onward and don't slow down. And so after going to that pee party, I just went home, went to bed, and then the next day, Sarah and I went to a cooking class. I would highly recommend doing this. I love food, but I'm kind of lazy at cooking, and I wasn't, like, didn't know how it was going to be. But it's so fun, because you kind of are getting, like, a show, meal, and class all in one. So what we did was we went and we met them at this market and they showed us like all the different ingredients that we would be using that day, how to tell like what's good and what's not, how stuff is prepared and getting like a really authentic like produce market experience where like people actually go and like buy their food was really fun. After that we went to like tucked away outside of the city they had their place where they had a, a bunch of tables. We got super lucky because it's the off season. It was just me, Sarah and this one other guy we were able to crowd around the lady as she cooked, just watch her do it step by step. And then we would go outside and then we would prepare like the same thing and she'd help us and show us like how to saute everything or cook everything. And it was fun because it was like, she teaches us how, how to do that kind of cooking. We're like, oh, a pinch of this, a pinch of that. Like, oh, is this too salty, too sweet? Like, how do you like it? How do you want it? And learning how to do all that stuff. And it's so cool to be able to do that because it's something that you'll be able to do after and remember your trip to be able to cook those same meals and remember your time in Thailand or wherever you are. And it's also fun because you learn more about the food and then you're able to, when you're eating, like, oh, be like, oh, like, I know how this is made. Oh, like, I know how I like it. And you kind of refine a taste. Like, I love Pad CU, but after that, my, like, taste for how I like Pad CU was way more refined. So I would definitely recommend doing a cooking class 
anywhere you go. So much fun. And then after that, it was massage time. Got him another massage, this time like a back massage. And then went to a night market that night, met up with some friends. I suck at bartering. I wish I was like better at bartering because like I'll see stuff that I like and then like I know that they'll go lower, but I don't know how to like, convince them to go lower because I'll just be like, no, this price, this price, this price. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I feel like I suck. I just look like this giant white guy. But it's okay. Sometimes you just got to embrace that. That's what the show is all about. Learning how to embrace being a foreigner and understand that maybe you're not going to get that like street cred that you do other places. So that was the last couple of weeks. This week's gear highlight would have to be my Chaco sandals. You might have noticed this week had a lot of waterfall action, and that's where Chacos come super handy. They were actually originally built for river raft guiding, so the sole is super, super high traction in water when you're scrambling on those rocks. You make you want to make sure that you don't fall. And mine have the toe strap, which is super sweet. It just helps you go up and down hills, make sure that your sandal isn't catching on the ground there, and gives you a really firm grasp. The other thing that I love about Chacos is that they have amazing arch support. I've done multi, multi mile long hikes in them. I even wore mine during the winter with socks. And to me, they're just the most versatile pair of shoes that I own and I love them to death. So make sure you get and get yourself out a pair. There's a lot of options that they have with without toe straps. They also have, if you're got the money, they have a ton of customizable options for y'all. And they are one of the most essential travel accessories that I live and die by. Hopefully this was enjoyable, just doing a little catch-up episode. Next week I want to be able to have a guest again, talk about Cambodia and Vietnam. There's going to be a lot of stuff to go over then, so watch for that episode. Thanks, Gringo Guavas, and have a great time.